What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, September 8th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day, the audio equivalent of the red pill from The Matrix, but the good original version and not the bad (laughs) men's rights activist version. It's very clear, Morpheus and Neo, both feminists in the original text, I think we can all agree on this point. On today's show, the Taliban announces the makeup of its interim government in Afghanistan. Plus, we assess whether a duck is really speaking English in a rediscovered recording. You're going to want to stick around. (laughs) But first, the latest on all things Texas, starting with the state's new anti-abortion law. Whatever your plans were over the long weekend, you probably didn't get far enough away from the news to miss what's going on in Texas. That's definitely true. So before we dive into the latest developments, can you give us all a little background on how we got here? Yes, definitely. So back in May, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed SB8, a law that effectively banned abortions in the state after the sixth week of pregnancy. I'm sure most of you have heard this by now, but in many cases, that is before people even realize that they're pregnant. And if they have figured it out, it gives them very little time to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But the Texas law doesn't stop there. Aside from banning abortions after six weeks with no exceptions for rape or incest, this law also encourages private citizens to sue basically anyone who is involved in helping a patient receive abortion care. Jeez. And how are legal scholars themselves viewing a law like this? It basically encourages vigilante justice. Yeah. So for that, we spoke to Leah Lippman. She is an assistant professor of law at the University of Michigan and a co-host of Strict Scrutiny, a podcast about the Supreme Court. She was so helpful in explaining all of this, but especially why that vigilante justice component is actually a critical part of how this law is designed. So usually when the state prohibits certain conduct, say prohibiting abortions on people more than six weeks after their last period, some state official will be charged with enforcing that lawsuit. The Texas law, by contrast, says no state or local official will enforce the law. Only private citizens can. If this law allowed a state or local prosecutor to bring a lawsuit against an abortion provider, There's no question, no question that a court would have prevented the state from enforcing it. And all a plaintiff would have had to do is name the state official charged with bringing that lawsuit and enforcing the law. But Texas knew, well, let's create enough uncertainty to make it difficult for plaintiffs to identify the right defendant and to give courts essentially an excuse to say, well, we don't know whether this lawsuit is proper And that would give them an excuse to allow the law to go into effect. Dear Lord. Yeah, like evil masterminds. Uh, But the law took effect on Wednesday of last week after the U.S. Supreme Court went against precedent and refused to block it. Right. And Littman also spoke about what this actually means for Roe v. Wade and abortion access broadly in the U.S. 
this is the five alarm fire drill that people were worried about. It ultimately doesn't matter whether the Supreme Court issues an opinion that says Roe versus Wade is overruled or not. As a result of their decision, abortion providers in Texas are not performing abortions on people more than six weeks after their last period. Whether or not the Supreme Court says Roe is overruled or not, that functionally ends almost 90% of abortion access in the state of Texas. So yes, this is absolutely making Roe practically inaccessible for people in Texas who can't afford to leave the state. Yeah. And people across the country have been responding appropriately. They have been protesting in front of the Supreme Court. They have spammed the anonymous tip line. The site that was actually set up for these anonymous tips has been removed from the internet twice so far. Mm -hmm. And it is not just people on the internet who are fighting back. President Biden spoke out forcefully against this law on Thursday after the Supreme Court decision. And earlier this week, the Justice Department said that they will continue to protect women who are seeking abortions in Texas and that they will provide support from federal law enforcement when an abortion clinic or reproductive health center is under attack. I should add that it's unclear how much power the DOJ will ultimately have with this based on how the Supreme Court has positioned itself on this issue. Right. And this is already having huge implications in Texas itself. But Texas is also kicking off this trend for other states trying to pass legislation or restructure legislation that is similarly worded and structured Mm -hmm. to the Texas bill. Here's Leah Littman again. Florida has already reportedly been considering a law similar to Texas's, and I would not be surprised if other states do as well, given that the Supreme Court has effectively told them if you regulate abortion providers this way, we'll let you do it. Yeah, it's really terrifying to take in and an extreme contrast with what's happening right across the border in Mexico. So in a country with one of the world's largest Catholic populations, abortions were just decriminalized yesterday. Uh, They're moving in a really different direction than we seem to be. And that's not a good thing for us. And Leah Lippman says she only sees two scenarios where the Texas law is struck down. One is if an abortion provider is charged according to this law, but sues, and the case makes its way to the U.S. Supreme Court. But she said that that's unlikely since providers have stopped providing abortions to people more than six weeks after their last period. And second, if opponents of the law were able to name the right defendants in a case. But Littman says here it's unclear if the Supreme Court would agree with the lower court's decisions. So it looks like this case is not going to result in this law being taken off the books and this law not being able to be enforced. And it's also unlikely that there will be actual cases that would allow abortion providers to challenge this law if and when they are sued. So those don't seem to be realistic options. Oh, that is tough to sit with. Yeah. And I know anti-abortion law isn't the only big news out of Texas. Um, This also happened in Texas yesterday. Election integrity is now law in the state of Texas. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mm. That was Abbott again signing this voting restriction bill that we've been talking about. It is known as SB1, and that is formally now law, as he said. Uh, This comes after the much-followed efforts by Democrats in the state to prevent this very scenario from happening, including, as listeners will likely remember, a group actually fleeing the state at one point. And this law takes effect three months after the special legislative session that just ended, i.e. in time for 2022 primary elections. Craig Abbott, back to back. Awful 
awful job. Mm. Uh, let's remind people once again what this law actually does because it is wild. Yeah, it's a lot of things. But to highlight once more, it bans 24-hour voting and drive-through voting, which is largely aimed at Harris County, where Houston is. Those options were quite popular in the last election, given the pandemic, among other things, trying to keep people safe. Uh, there are more onerous vote-by-mail ID mandates, and it is now a literal felony for a local election official to give out unsolicited applications, just the applications for mail-in ballots. The new law also allows the, quote, free movement of a partisan poll watcher at a polling location, short of being able to actually watch a voter cast a ballot. There's also reportedly training for them, which I guess was negotiated in this bill, and the ability for them to be kicked out of locations if they do break the law. None of this. None of this is particularly good. It is it wild to think that it's actually happening. So I am assuming that there are tons of legal challenges going on because yes. uh, all of this is is nuts. What do we know with those? There are many. Um, to start, there are two federal lawsuits that were actually filed last week in Austin and San Antonio, respectively, before this was actually signed into law. And those plaintiffs are made up of organizations like the League of Women Voters of Texas, the Mexican-American Bar Association of Texas, and Harris County itself as well. They say that SB1 is in violation of many laws, the Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, Americans with Disabilities Act, and more. And yesterday, three more lawsuits in both state and federal courts were filed after SB1 was actually signed into law. Those plaintiffs included civil rights groups, disability rights groups, nonpartisan get-out-the-vote groups, and more. A lot of people seem to be on the same page here. But Abbott, for his part, contended yesterday that the lawsuits will not prevent the law from taking effect and that it will inevitably be held up in court. We'll keep following all of that soon, but that is the latest for now. It's Wednesday, Wad Squad, and for today's temp check, we are talking about birds who simply cannot be bothered. A recording from 35 years ago seems to capture an Australian musk duck saying, quote-unquote, you bloody fool, indicating that this species may be capable of vocal learning and poor manners. Uh, the audio was discovered by a professor of animal behavior in the Netherlands who published his findings this Monday, many years after <laughs> the event occurred. Uh, parrots and songbirds have been known to mimic their owner's speech, but this is the first documentary evidence of a talking duck. That is apart from Daffy, Donald, and Scrooge McDuck, who, I'm really sorry to break it to you, are deep fakes. The magical Australian talking duck also was able to mimic the sound of a closing door. But Priyanka, anyone can say they know a talking duck, but not everyone can back that statement up. So let's play the clip and decide for ourselves whether this bird really says, you bloody fool. All right. I've never heard this before. I'm excited to judge. That's a duck. There is no way that's a dog. I'm saying, I'm saying, I have a lot of questions about this. I, yeah, so that does not, that sounds like a human to me. I, mm. I, yes, I hear the, the words, but like, I don't even, I assumed it would be more of like a quacky style. Right. Um, you actually hear the words though, or you hear the words because we were told by big science <laughs> to hear the words. I'm, I'm not doubting science. I was science. told I'm by big this. producers of the show <laughs> right, what right. to expect. Um, I heard, I at least heard you bloody and then like fool instead of the L, like it kind of, it's like foo. Um, mm -hmm. But that's what I heard. Like, 
Same to you, Gideon. What do you think of a stalking duck? Is this real? I mean, I think it's real. I don't know that it's saying what we're being told it's saying. I think okay. that this, is, this whole thing has been reverse engineered for us to believe that you bloody fool is the word that's being said here. When it you don't just, hear that, though? I hear I, I hear it because I, I want to hear it. I've been told to hear it. I hear duck noises. But just like that, we have checked our temps. If you can communicate with ducks or you have more tapes of ducks communicating, please send them to us. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
The Taliban announced the formation of its interim government in Afghanistan yesterday. The new cabinet is made up of senior Taliban members, including one of its founders, Mullah Mohammed Hassan Akund, who was chosen to be the acting prime minister. He has notoriously been on the Taliban's ruling body and was deputy prime minister during the group's last power grab over 20 years ago. Not a single woman was named for a cabinet position or included in talks about the government, despite Taliban leaders initially saying women will play a significant role in the country. Mm. Old enough to remember when that was, yeah, not what they were saying. In fact, under the Taliban in recent weeks, women have been told to stay home and forced to leave their jobs. Meanwhile, as more Americans in Afghanistan try to flee the country, veteran rescue groups say that the Biden administration's estimate that less than 200 citizens remain in the country is deeply inaccurate. They say that hundreds of other American citizens and permanent legal residents remain in Afghanistan. Ten days after Hurricane Ida made landfall in the U.S., 378,000 customers in Louisiana were still without power as of yesterday. That is according to Entergy, the state's primary energy company. But over the weekend, New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell said power should return to the whole city by this week and encourage residents who evacuated to start returning to their homes. Recovery efforts outside of the city, however, remain bleak, and some of the hardest-hit areas, such as LaForge Parish, may not have power again until the end of this month, dear Lord. Meanwhile, President Biden visited New Jersey and New York yesterday to survey the flood and tornado damage that was caused by Ida when the storm careened towards the Northeast late last week. You don't need to hear it from me, but I can confirm it was quite bad. During his remarks, the president emphasized climate change was to blame for Ida's devastation and mentioned experts' warning of natural disasters only becoming more common. The storm in the Gulf, as you've now figured out, can reverberate 10 states away. Supply chains and crop production get interrupted, driving up costs, devastating industries all over America. This is everybody's crisis. Everybody's crisis. In total, at least 71 people have died because of Ida across those states, as well as Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Maryland. The U.S. celebrated Labor Day by cutting off enhanced unemployment benefits to millions of people this Monday. Federal unemployment programs have been a lifeline for people who lost their jobs under the pandemic with things like weekly bonus payments of $300. Now that those programs have expired, over 7 million people will no longer get any unemployment benefits from the government or their state, despite the Delta variant causing another surge in COVID cases and disruptions to many industries. There are a huge number of job openings across the country, with a record 10.1 million positions hiring as of this June, but many people still aren't ready to go back to work due to childcare and health concerns. Ending unemployment benefits probably won't change this. Republican governors who shut down their programs early to encourage people to get jobs have not seen a spike in hiring in their states. Wouldn't you know it. Checks out. The man who's devoted his life to helping white men with goatees express themselves on the internet, former Trump advisor Jason Miller, was briefly detained yesterday morning in Brazil, where he had been attending the country's conservative political action conference. I did not know that that was a thing in other places. Uh, Miller is the founder of Getter, the right-wing Twitter clone conceived following Trump's removal from every social media site. After the U.S., which is the Getter epicenter, Brazil has the largest population of Getter users. That makes sense, considering Brazil has also its own Trump in president and perpetual COVID haver Jair Bolsonaro. Miller's detainment is probably linked to a constitutional crisis in Brazil that Bolsonaro created. After a Supreme Court justice ordered the arrest of multiple Bolsonaro supporters, the president said he will no longer abide by that justice's rulings. One source told the New York Times that the same justice asked for Miller to be questioned. 
Miller was released after three hours. But you guys can keep him. We don't need him back. Uh, the Free Britney movement is one step closer to victory with the Ooh. news last night that Britney Spears' father and conservator of her estate, Jamie Spears, has filed a petition to end her conservatorship after 13 years. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> The filing cites Britney's repeated objections to the arrangement and says, quote, if Miss Spears wants to terminate the conservatorship and believes she can handle her own life, Mr. Spears believes that she should have that chance. Yes, she should. Mm-hmm. A hearing in this case had previously been scheduled for September 29th. Hopefully, Britney will be in charge of her life again by that point and will be using her freedom to record a blistering diss track aimed at her dad. Yeah, we need stuff that is not 90 minute rap albums, I will say. Yeah, and if it's Britney Spears singing pop, I don't. I mean, I've never heard a. Have I ever heard a pop diss track? I don't know, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready nonetheless. And those are the headlines. <laughs> One more thing before we go: California voting is underway for the September 14th recall election, and the polls are close. The only way to block a Republican takeover of California is to vote no on question one, should Gavin Newsom be recalled. If you are a registered voter, you should have received your ballot in the mail. You can mail it back or you can drop it off at a drop box before 8 p.m. on Election Day, September 14th. You can make your plan, but you got to do it ASAP and tell your friends. You can also vote in person early or on Election Day and register the same day you want to vote in certain locations. Just visit votesaveamerica.com slash California to learn more. Fun legal disclosure, what we just said was not authorized by a candidate or a committee controlled by a candidate. They are not in contact with us. Um, you know where to find us if you want to, but they know what's <laughs> knocking down our doors. And that is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, come forward with any evidence you have of Talking Ducks and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just petitions from Jamie Spears like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and take, take the red, the red pill, pill but, good. but good. Oh, God. That's <laughs> so going to get, get me canceled. I don't yeah. want to get canceled for this. It's going to get going to get put on Rogan. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.